Here's to the creative ones, the daydreamers and romantics, the dream makers, the risk takers, the fierce movers and the shakers, the mothers busting out of cubicles to make family life more beautiful. They're the happy ones, the gutsy ones who venture to a better future. They are the smarter ones who stop procrastination. They are the brighter ones armed with education. And while you may question their reality, call them pipe dreamers and irresponsible, their inner strength is powerful, which makes their drive unstoppable. And while some may see them as just creative or hopelessly romantic, we see passion. Because the people who are passionate enough to dream they can love their life are the ones who do. Hello and welcome, Rhonda Smith, international bass player extraordinaire. Hi, <laughs> Thank Richard. You Thank you Thank so you for much going. for having me. What a pleasure. You know, I'm a big fan. Oh, mutual. <laughs> so let's just dive into this. So where did you grow up at? I grew up, well, I grew up in Montreal, Canada, of all places. Love mm -hmm. that city. Very, very multicultural very um, musical, great food, great people, still a great place. So my family was very musical, so it was really easy to get caught up in that, you know, and it was encouraged, so I loved it. Great environment. And when did you start um, getting into the music and figuring out that you wanted to be in the music business? Whoa, that, you know, I probably never decided that, <laughs> Richard, because it's such an evil little thing. But, you know, I just started playing because I liked it and kind of everything went along with it. But I guess during the time when I was kind of finishing junior college, I decided that I wasn't going to continue to go a little bit higher up and that I was going to uh, go and work with bands instead. So I'd say I was probably, uh, probably in my early 20s. Nice. Late teens when I decided, yeah. And who are some of the um, musicians that you've worked with? Oh wow! Too many blessed spirits to speak of. All different kind of styles. I mean, everything from one genre to the next, from Prince to Jeff Beck. You know, that is an opposite to oh god, and so so many so many amazing people from jazz players. I mean, Trish Russian. Um, I'll go with my friends, uh, uh, Candy Dolfer. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there's so many. Uh, Beyonce. Uh, uh, so many diverse artists. It's just really, really been, been really been lovely. A great musical little road to go down, you know, because you learn from every experience, and every experience makes you better and bigger and whole for the next one. Um, aside from being a bass player and working with musicians, you're also an accomplished recording artist as well. You have, is it how many releases do you have under your belt now? I have two, and um, I was just still working on the third one with this perplexity of you know how to deal with music these days and what to do with it. So third in the can, but I have put out two records. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you have the third one in the making right now. Yes, absolutely. In the can, as we say. <laughs> Nice, nice. What is your most memorable moment you think so far in the music business? 
or one of the yeah. most memorable moments? Too, too many, Richard. I'd probably say the first time I met Prince, working with Prince. It was just, uh, you know, there's only so many things in my life that I remember exactly where I was and what happened. And it's funny that a lot of those things are traumatic. Like I remember when, where I was when I saw 9-11 and, you know, crazy things like that that happened. But one of the great things was when I first met Prince, well, I think it was that very first time when he invited me to pay his bar. It was probably 1996 of all time. And I went down there and I never met him before. And it was the first time that I met him. He was um, dressed to a T, clean, no good, just had it all together. That was that was very, very memorable. And it wasn't even so much that the playing part was memorable, just the person, the persona that he was. He was... Um, he represented everything that I would have expected him to represent and more. Nice. So what is Rhonda Smith doing now during COVID? <laughs> I'm practicing a lot. I'm cooking a lot. I'm taking care of um, my little baby, my, my little baby Yorkie pup that I have. She's had some little um, health challenges that we're, that we're getting through. So um, she's been a little great thing for me. Keeping, keeping aware of things, um, purging, getting rid of some things, and um, putting a lot of thought into, you know, how we're going to deal with tomorrow. You know, which is, uh, as I'm sure you are too, you know, with your industry. Our industry's really been um, stifled. First man down, you know, probably the least. Man, <laughs> yeah, first man, uh, last man back to work. Seems like our syndrome. So um, mm -hmm. it's, some, it's some tough different times that we're dealing with. A lot of thinking going on as to how to deal with these times and how to deal with being a musician, and um, especially in terms of the uh, performance part. Very challenging. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. As far as being a woman and being a woman bassist in the entertainment business, what would some advice be that you would want to share with some young or some aspiring women as well that want to be in the business or pursue being a bass player as well? Well, I'd say, first of all, don't ask for anybody's permission. I don't think you're going to get it. You know, do stuff because you love it and it will definitely love you back. But I mean, definitely in this day and age, um, everybody can do whatever they want. But I think we should, a woman shouldn't be, you know, scorned or, or looked at a little bit funny if in this day and, and age that she wants to also be um, treated professionally, you know? in um, a manner or in a place that might be male dominating. So it's starting to be that that's a little bit of a, of a good thing, you know, to not, not be in, not accept um, maybe bad situations that, that might've been accepted before. Not to say that all, all musical situations or male situations are bad, they're not. But um, in a female setting, sometimes it can be a little bit challenging to be a female um, in a male-dominated area. So uh, it's great to see that some changes are being made, but I'd say, first of all, just do it because you love it, and it will always love back, you know, to get that knowledge and to have that power. But just for these days, know that you should be treated right, and that's what you should expect, and it, it shouldn't be um, looked down on to, to speak out a little bit if you feel that something's a little bit off. You know? mm. Nice. I've seen you several times perform in concert, and... Um, 
you are larger than life when you walk on stage. <laughs> and, I, and it's funny, when I first met you, you're so tiny, very petite. <laughs> all of a sudden, you walk on stage, and it's like, whoa, you, you, the bass just comes alive. I, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot, especially when I mean, we touched, because it gave us the illusion the that we're the same life. The yeah, when I come off the stage, people always say, oh, you seem like you're so much taller than hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, right? But, you know, um, what what are the what instruments do you play? Because um, you play, I know you play various types of the bass. Is that correct? Yeah, I play various types of the bass. I play acoustic bass, um, so the very large one, the full body. I'll play a cutaway body with it. Um, I'll also do five strings, six strings, a four string. I'll play fretless too. It really depends on it. Really depends on the artist that I'm working with and what their needs are. You know? try to cater to that. If they have something that is acoustic, well, that's what I'll bring. If they have something that can cater to fretless that I think will sound great in their show or something, or, or, or if they're strictly a, a five-string group, you know, if I hear a, a lot of low B or a lot of, or a lot of low D, I'll know what to bring. So basically, that's what it's about. It's about catering to the music. Great lesson I learned from Prince, you know, about respecting the music first, you know, it seems to work. It seems like if we can do that, um, it carries a long way because the, the people yeah. that you work with see it and, and respect it a lot. You know? Even for myself, I prefer to hire um, musicians or even bass players in my own group that you know, came in and respected the music, that knew the parts and you know, wanted to play. And we didn't have to spend a lot of time teaching somebody mm -hmm. the parts when they should have done it on their own. So there's all kinds of layers to it, Richard. <laughs> right, right. As far as as far as being in the business, do you think that, um, well, let's just say this, moving forward now, hopefully let's just, hope, let's just speak as if it's gonna be gone very soon, but uh, when COVID eases up and we can start hopefully soon to resume our normal lives again, um, what does Rhonda Smith have planned? Oh, well, I would definitely, uh probably go on tour probably immediately that would be lovely um we just mm -hmm. have a, a, a new project with jeff beck that we finished with um johnny depp is on it and it's a really really nice project um it was supposed to be out probably last month or a couple months ago but the, the record label hasn't put it out um mm. and we had a three-month tour this year that we were supposed to start actually in may um in the uk uh to promote that so i was probably, working with johnny yeah, let's talk about that for a moment. Oh, How's man. Johnny Depp? How's Johnny Depp? Yeah, how's working with Johnny Depp? Amazing. He is the sweetest, most funnest, I just made up a word, guy I've ever met. Um, an amazing guitar collection, an amazing character, great voice, really? a lot of fun to be around, man. Really talented guy, too. Good singer too. He's singing on this stuff, so he sounds good. Really? Yeah. Wow, incredible. Rhonda, with that, let's close with let's close out with um, the question of if there's any advice you have to give to anyone pursuing their dream at this point or pursuing pursuing their passion, what would that advice be? Wow, and that is a really heavy question in today's time. You know, you got to go with your heart because it really comes down to, I think life comes down to a couple of choices. And I think that one of the biggest mistakes that some people can make is devoting your life or devoting your art or the thing that you like to do or that amount of time into something that you don't 
really like. So I think that people who choose to make a living or, or, or make that struggle, especially when it comes to the arts, in doing what they would love and what they would do anyway, get a certain gratification out of that that other people don't. So in saying that, I think that there's a big lesson in life too as you get older. When, and, and I think there's a difference in people when you can see that people have chosen to do something that they really love, even though at times it's challenging and it can be difficult. Um, there's just, there's just certain gratification in, in, in a life thing you get about that. So I think that there's a big weight in doing something that you love, even if sometimes it doesn't pay off financially or, or whatever the choice, you know, what, whatever the end results are. That's not necessarily supposed to be the choice as to why we choose to do what we do. But a lot of the times we do because of, you know, capital society, whatever we need money. But I'd say just go with your heart anyway, because a lot of that love for it and all that stuff, it loves you back and it gets you through a lot of those tough times. But I'm the type of person that's just what I did. I didn't want to take no for an answer. I really didn't see any other things that I wasn't really interested in a lot of other things at that time. So I, I, I think that if you really follow your passion and you're 100% with it and you give it 100%, it will pay off for you in the end, whether it's monetarily or if it's a heart kind of thing or if it's some kind of other satisfaction or something that you're getting out of it. But life is pretty intense. You know, I think it's, it, it's pretty difficult to, uh, for some people to be happy in certain situations because we spend a lot of time doing a lot of things for other people a lot of the time. So I think that's an important part, just being able to love what you do if you really can. Because it's not really a job. And when it really becomes successful and you love what you're doing, sometimes you look around and go, wow, they actually pay me to do this. I can't believe it because I'd be doing it anyway. Same with you, Richard. You'd probably be doing what you were doing anyway. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I I love it every single day, and um, and it gets you through it, some of the rough times, right? Just the fact that you have twenty twenty, especially twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much, Rhonda. Thank you so much for participating. Sweet. Thank you for asking Richard anything for you, and it's great to meet you finally, Lisa, face to face. Thank you, Rhonda. Well, Zoom to Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day, ladies.